our audience masks with our platforms. <laughs> studio audience. Welcome back uh, to Devin Nunes podcast. We are live in Sarasota, Florida. Got our buddy Cash here, Yanya Kellick from the Epoch Times. Welcome to both of them. If some of you haven't heard the news yet, we finally are up in the Google Play Store for pre-order. Pre-order only. They're still looking at the app uh, at, at Google, but we're hopeful that uh, you'll tell your friends, you'll get out there, pre-order the app, and hopefully soon it will be released so that those folks that have Android will be able to get the, get the app. So look forward to your feedback. But uh, we had Cash in and, and Epic Times in today. Uh, they did a long interview for Cash's Corner that's going to air Friday night. So we thought that uh, we'd just invite Jan on because he's had a little bit of excitement recently. So Jan, uh, longtime, um, longtime uh, uh, reporter uh, and does a lot of the tell. He has his own show on Epic Times. He's done a lot of interviews with me. You guys did a great job covering the Russia hoax. Uh, but they had a little surprise last week. Uh, they got canceled by one of the tech tyrants for a little while uh, from Twitter. But I think they got up and going, so we're going to talk to them about that. But anyway, Cash, welcome. Hey, Glad to have you. This is great. I love being back at Truth Social HQ see and seeing the swing uh, set. Your little uh, uh, unfortunately, you this t-shirts is, now this instead is, of socks. This, this is not for sale. A friend of mine made the Trump Punisher, but I, I, I'm premiering it on your show tonight because I thought it epically appropriate to be here with Epoch Times and your Trump Punisher friend. Well, and it's fantastic to be here, Devin. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely, Jan. How do you like it so far? Are you liking Sarasota? I'm loving Sarasota. Um, we got to get you guys out of New York City. Got to get you down here to the free speech capital. I've kind of been all over Florida. I, I landed in Jacksonville, was in Tallahassee, and now I'm here. So, so kind of trucking all over the place. Awesome. Well, I yeah. was at uh, such a great place. I went after we did the interview today for Cassius Corner. How do you get a few things? So I went to the Target, talked to a bunch of people in there. They were very happy. They were on. They were showing me their phone. They were on Truth. Then actually went to Chipotle, ran into somebody there. So it's uh, Sarasota is a nice place. They love Truth. They love uh, love Rumble and. And we're glad to be here. So thanks for all of you who have been so, uh, so thankful and uh, that we're here and uh, really appreciate the warm welcome that you've given to, to Truth here in Sarasota, Florida. So, Jan, why don't you walk us through? You had a little excitement last week on, on Twitter. The Epic Times did. Well, so here's the thing. Like, we don't really know exactly what happened. OK, just just to be clear. Right. Because uh -huh. we've had no communication well, you don't back know and forth why it happened right 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 yeah yeah okay, that's actually that's a good point so we do know that at some point it was actually shortly after um uh, an american thought so the, the show that i have that, that you've been on in a, a number of times is yep. american thought leaders mm -hmm. that show i had a i had a show with a sex trafficking survivor and an anti-sex trafficking advocate who also specifically has been calling out twitter for some of the what it's called child sex abuse material that kind of persists on the platform. Um, and so short, about half hour after we published that interview, she noticed that there was this warning that would come up that would say, this is, I don't remember exactly, but this kind of like, this is a dangerous site. This is a spammy site, that kind of thing. And you could, if you, if you really saw where to click, you could still go there, but it was, it made you really not want to. By, so by this was it. the Epic Times Twitter account. 
That's correct. That, okay. Well, it's actually it's, it's actually them, right? any any link, and then sort of we we explored this right, and it turned uh -huh. out that any link to the epochtimes.com, the entire website, was I could was have made my return to Twitter. I would have just put a bunch of just <laughs> tags to Epoch Times on there. <laughs> So, you know, and of course, you know, about a week before that, we also, and I, we don't know if it's that, sometimes these things, you know, it's coincidence, right? But we also do have this, uh, you know, very, very popular January 6th documentary, The Real Story. Right, right, right. January that that uh, um, last Friday you started it? Was it Friday? Yeah, I think so. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's, yeah, it's, I watched it's it. it's basically a week old. Yeah. And so, again, I mean, we think of it as a quite nonpartisan effort to try to look at some of the things that people aren't talking about uh, that are realities around January 6th, right? Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's not, there, there's, of course, some folks that, that don't like that. So, yeah. so it could have been at that could have been the, the, the interview with Eliza, which also is fantastic. I'd recommend that it's actually a very difficult topic. I can't do it that often, the sex trafficking stuff, because mm -hmm. it just, you know, people don't want to, it's, it's very emotionally, you know, charged, it's, it's horrific, right, when you really think about it. Um, but it's very important. So you guys do great work at the Epic Times, and we're, we're thankful here at True Social. You guys were on the platform early, uh, posting a lot. You've got, actually, you've got, you've got several accounts, Epic Times, Thought Leaders, yours, um, the Epic Bright account. Is that yeah. kind of, right? That's that kind cool. of the light, you know, sort of good, feel good stories, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, we have, actually, we have all our, I think most of our shows are, should have accounts now, I imagine. I mean, I, I, I don't keep track of all of them, but. Um, Other than Cash's Corner, that one's kind yeah, of shady. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't watch that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's basically Russian disinformation at its finest. Well, you know, I, I understand that there's going to be people commenting. I mean, so this is actually kind of a maybe a question. To yeah, the audience, oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So make sure, uh, folks, so, this is on. If you're on Rumble, get on there, get your questions for Jan from the Epic Times. I, I'd and, actually and like to know. So Cash has his own account at Cash, right? On mm -hmm. Free Social. It's massive. Like he's a, become a superstar from. Yeah, but it's not from, as big as Devin's. This is the problem. I'm chasing Devin still. So we have to remember this truth social but we're all chasing scavino right uh -huh. who's still <laughs> who's still who was supposed to be here today yeah who didn't didn't show up so we but don't the, the, he's he's probably a customer service but right before now. we jump to the uh the audience stuff i gotta you know one of the things devin has talked about that truth social can become is a not just a free speech marketplace but like a literal marketplace and this guy uh at joss 71 mr laser engravings you can find him made this for Truth Social HQ, and we promised him if he did, he shipped it down here. We are live presenting your awesome work. This is what he does for a living, and he's he's cranking these out at a an unbelievable rate because of Truth Social. And it's it's beautiful. It's laser engraved on mahogany wood. It, it, it hangs in the foyer at the entrance of Truth Social HQ, so everybody check out Josh71, the laser engravings guy on Truth Social. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, thank you, and and we have a lot of folks making things uh, on true on true social and and of course we just you know just uh john rich who released his song we had the thanks you thank you to all of you who participated in our first truth party on sunday if you missed it you can go back and watch it where john rich and a couple of his buddies played some live music on sunday to celebrate which at that time nine days in a row uh, at number one he actually made it number one all the way until i think just this morning oh wow just this morning he was number one until just this morning he got replaced i think he's like at number two or, or three right now but congratulations to john rich and my well, look, favorite is, part about that was he knocked off beyonce and kept her behind him so that was she the never best part. she released the song and never, never passed got him. him right that's never right. passed him that's the best part yeah 
So yeah, cash was on there. Then you then you just disappeared. Uh, I, had my, the, I had my cowboy hat on. The Chicoms interfered with my connection from uh, Northwest Florida Panhandle. Yeah. So so cash, you were on the you were you've been on on the campaign trail helping mm -hmm. a few folks out. You were in just you just flew in from Arizona. Yeah. And walk us through kind of uh, you know what's left, what's outstanding uh, out there in terms of races, or are they all have they all been called? I think the only one outstanding in Arizona is Carrie Lakes, which conceivably should be called because I think ninety percent's reporting, and she's up a couple of percentage points. But um, it's pretty impressive. You know, uh, President Trump uses Truth Social a lot, and his most recent truth right now is basically one earlier was I ran the table. And then he just put up another one that said he went 15 and 0 in not just Arizona. He's talking uh, it was Kansas, Arizona, uh, Michigan, where he won the you know, his candidate won the GOP gubernatorial race. And out in Arizona, where I was campaigning with Rick Burnell, we were out there for Kerry Lake. Blake Masters won his primary for the U.S. Senate seat and Abe Hamada won his seat uh, for the state attorney general. And a slew of congressional candidates won both in Arizona and Michigan and elsewhere. And, you know, if you if you follow President Trump on Truth Social, you kind of should. You've seen he's made it a mission to go after those that, you know, I believe him falsely impeached him. He is currently eight and oh against the Republican rhinos that voted to impeach him. Another one, uh, Meyer, just got knocked out by Gibbs up in Michigan uh, last night. too. Last night. Yeah. So it's pretty impressive. So people want to know. So here's one of the questions. They want to know if, if I've abandoned California. And of course, if you attended the truth party. On Sunday, you'll know that I was still in in California. So, my wife, uh, kids are are there. Matter of fact, their first day of school is actually my two youngest ones. Their first day of school is today. Wow. So, no, I haven't abandoned California, uh, but I am here opening the internet back up with President Trump to give you and the rest of America and around the world their voice back. So, I'm doing like I've done for the last 20 years. Instead of going to Washington D.C., I come to beautiful Sarasota, Florida, where everybody is so nice and wonderful. Yeah. Unlike, yeah. And I don't see any homeless people around here. Why so is it times down here, man? Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I you're here. here. I am here. Clearly. Let's get a building right. about a satellite uh, office. I think you need your headquarters moved here. We've been, you we, need to get you know, out of New York City. We have too dangerous. Know, reporters kind of, you know, sort of bubbling up a number, a number here. Actually, we started with one. I think uh -oh. now there's three. Yeah. So, so step by step. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get you out of New York City, though. It's too dangerous there. Too dirty. It, it, it is. It is gotten a lot more dangerous since we since we moved there. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. It's. Uh, but we're very. You know, we it, New York City. You know, media capital of the world yeah. still. So. so so walk us through Jan the kind of the history of the Epoch Times because of course, um, you guys did phenomenal work during the during the Russia Gate hoax. That's kind of how we got to know the work that you guys uh, were involved in. Um, obviously the fake news hate you guys. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't know why, cause the news you guys put out is, is really, really good. Um, and I'd say it's actually just real news. You guys don't do a lot of opinion except for the shows that you actually say are opinion, like, mm -hmm. like Cash's uh, corner, but you've got a magazine, you've got the paper that you can get once a week. Um, I have it on my iPad. I've told you it's, it's, it's really, really well done. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful app and it works great, but like who's, because you know the fake news loves to call you, you know that you guys are a religious uh, group, you're fanatical, and all these nasty things they say about you. But just kind of set the record straight: who owns the Epoch Times, the folks that uh, that work there, and, and what you, and what is your tradition, and what are you guys trying to do here 
uh, in the U.S.? I, I would love to. Um, well, it's actually a really interesting story because we were founded by Chinese immigrants, right? That's how it started. So you, I don't know how many of the audience know what happened in 1989 in Tiananmen Square. Hope, hopefully a lot of people know, but there's been, you know, the, the, as you get the Chai Kong, the Chinese Communist Party has been trying to suppress a massacre that happened in Tiananmen Square. There was a big student movement. You know, democracy was in the air. The tanks came into Tiananmen Square, massacred, we think, something like 5,000 people, maybe more. It's unknown. It's a state secret. And John Tong, who is our uh, chairman of the board, we're a nonprofit. We're a 501c3, actually, so we don't have an owner, right? But John is one of the founders. Mm -hmm. um, and he was, he basically, after the student movement, which actually was all over China, the massacres at Tiananmen Square, he was kind of, he was outside. And he, a number of them that could do it got scholarships uh, elsewhere. So he go, went to Georgia Tech, brilliant guy, right? Mm -hmm. Theoretical physicist. And uh, yeah, he ended up in Georgia in 1999, rolled around. And here's the Here's uh, the connection. The Chinese Communist Party turned against the Falun Gong spiritual group, right? Which, be, which was a very popular kind of movement in China. It was probably about uh, 70 to 100 million people by government estimates. Chinese Communist Party was 70 million. They decided this is bigger than us. Doesn't matter that it's you know unstructured. Doesn't matter. There's no hierarchy. Doesn't anyway. There's there there were it, they basically decided to to try to wipe it out, eradicate it in the words of the dictator at the time. And John, he's in Atlanta and he sees this happening and he thinks, okay, now I can actually do something. I'm in a free country and I can tell the truth about this. Because of course, what accompanied this, they controlled all of the media, right? And they just pushed their talking points into America. A lot of Western media just took the talking points verbatim. They said all sorts of hor horrific things, like straight from the 1930s in Nazi Germany. So I wouldn't be surprised what people have heard, mm -hmm. right? They said everything they could say just to demonize these people in front of the rest of the country, right? right. John said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the truth. I can do it now. And this little website he founded in Atlanta just exploded because, you know. So it, it started first as website. It started as a website in Chinese, even, uh -huh. right? Basically, uh -huh. but this is the thing about the truth. The truth is very interesting, right? People want it when they can't get it. There's this kind of desire for it, right? So this thing, this website went, exploded. And it's pretty soon, a few years after that, they thought, okay, we should do this in English too. This is because there was this hunger, especially uh -huh. about China. So, you know, what you call, I, I call it legacy news. You call it, you know, fake news, uh, media. Um, uh, Basically, on China, there was a lot of disinformation and misinformation out there. And there were people imagining that China was becoming a democracy. And this was the mantra in the business world. Even in Congress, I know I've talked to many congressional members who were there at the time. Um, and yeah, and, and people believed it. And this they so, you know, meanwhile, people are being killed in significant numbers for their faith or mm -hmm. right. And, and many other reasons. So. How many how many cities around the world does Epoch Times now have an office? That is a fantastic question. I stumped okay. it. <laughs> um, I can tell you we're in 22 different languages right wow. now. OK, the biggest ones are, of course, English. English out kind of eclipsed the, the, the others. But of course, huge Chinese operation. Mm -hmm. We actually have a huge kind of firewall busting uh, uh, partner that basically allows us to go directly into communist China. They literally beam information. We right also in. have the, our, our partner media, NTD, also has two satellites over China, also broadcasting directly. 
Boy, uncensored don't get news. caught with one of those. Uh, oh. <laughs> don't get caught well, with that news in China. You won't last long. Well, so, so, and this is the crazy thing about it, right? So we've been, the Chinese Communist Party has wanted to shut us down for since inception, since 2000, right? So for 22 mm -hmm. years, we've been canceled by the Chinese Communist Party, certainly in China, and, and you know, as, as much as they could here. And they gained a lot of power actually here over time. And so for John and some of the other founders, they're kind of, it's really depressing to them. And, and it's fr frankly sad. This I've, I've, They've told me this, each of them directly. How come it's Americans that are doing this too? You know, the things that communist China was doing all these years, we never expected it would be Americans doing stuff like this, right? Well, I mean, look, that's why that's how we all ended up here, right? Because of the censorship and kicking off millions of Americans off of these off of these tech platforms, these social uh -huh. media platforms. I mean, that's that's why we're all we're all here today. And uh, Jan, you've got um, a couple of questions that are coming in. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, A.E. Swins seems like a very nice person because she just says that we're her three favorite people right now. We gotta wow. send Thank her, you. We got to send her a T-shirt. But but <laughs> she. But she says um, the fake news hates the Epoch Times because they do real journalism. True story. I, I, this is, and, and I'm, I'm just going to comment on this because I, I actually don't think that we changed that much. I actually think so. Some somewhere around the time when candidate Trump 2015 announced, and then it looked like he was going to get the nomination. Something happened in American media. And I, I don't know, like, I, I'd love to sort of do, do a deep dive into this transformation. But, you know, people that are concerned, we, we didn't think about conservative liberal back in those days. And I never thought about what, what, what my kind of, you know, political orientation was. But people started saying, hey, you're conservative, right? And we're, well, why, why are we conservative? Well, because you're not reporting the way the, the <laughs> legacy media you're, are you're not taking the fake narratives and putting yeah. them out there it's it's fascinating yeah. right and we meanwhile at the same time to my eye so i've been i was a like kind of a china watcher you could say right mm -hmm. and it looked to me like these media all of a sudden were doing something very similar to what the chinese communist party had been doing and that was mm -hmm. mind-blowing to me because i was like these because this because china has the xinhua news agency news agency is the it's the propaganda kind of center right and it's their cnn everything goes out from there, right? But well, no, but in the US, there isn't such a command and control structure, right? Somehow everybody knew, right, how to do this. And the reason we knew there was something weird going on is because like, this is not what we're seeing when we're doing our reporting. This is just not true, right? Why are they doing this? It's so weird. That's how so, it so we have yeah. a, so it's a good segue because you're know, talking a little bit about China, but we have a couple of quite a few questions about uh, your thoughts on Pelosi going to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. What, um, Kind of what are your what are your initial thoughts on the, on that that visit? I, I know she, I think she was there several hours. I don't know if she left already. I'm not even sure, but she was there earlier today. She was I, wearing a mask. Oh, I did see the mask. She was wearing, she was wearing a, mask. a mask. Yes. So and, and frankly, a lot of people in Taiwan wear masks at the moment, including President Tsai Ing Wen and and so forth. So I, I'm gonna maybe I'll answer the question by adding a little bit at the outset. Uh, I think when you're dealing with the Chinese Communist Party, because that's the question, right? Like. Um, the Chinese Communist Party, for anyone that doesn't know this, regards Taiwan as a kind of renegade province that it needs to bring back into itself. Okay, there's this one China policy. It says it's just it's just a part of Taiwan. And the U.S. traditionally has had this policy of strategic ambiguity with respect to Taiwan, right? But but also by law is bound by law to protecting Taiwan. 
it's that's on the books as we speak, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that that's the kind of context here. And at the same time, there's all this kind of mixed messaging coming from our government, from the U.S. government here around. You know, I, there was messaging, I think, from the State Department that said, well, we don't support Taiwan independence. There was there's, uh, you know, other messaging from the president who says we're going to we're going to support Taiwan if there's something that happens. And I think he said that a number of times. But mm -hmm. then that also got kind of backpedaled uh, by the State Department leaders. It's confusing. There's there's confusing messaging. Right. And I think that's that's actually that's to me one of the most concerning things mm -hmm. um, of all of this. I think, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi, I'll, 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 I'll let people know a little bit. Uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi was one of the few congressional members way back when in the 2000s that wanted to stop giving China full access to the U.S. and international economy. Right. With another congressman, Frank Wolf, they were working together on this. It's just that's 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 the reality. And frankly, a lot of Republicans at the time were like full steam ahead. Right. That That's what happened. And, you know, by giving that access, we kind of grew, grew the world's biggest dictatorship. That's my mm -hmm. position, right? If you want to know what, what I think about it. So Nancy Pelosi today, or these days going to Taiwan and showing support for Taiwan is a very good thing. I think it's very positive. Mm -hmm. um, and I and I'm and I'm glad she did it. Well, there's no question. Look, you're, yeah. uh, you're an expert uh, on, on China, everything China, that's for sure. It's uh, I, I, I don't there. I don't call myself. I call myself a watcher, but China watcher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but I do know more than than maybe the average person. So, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Cash? You know, from a national security perspective, I've kind of always said this administration continues to politicize the national security apparatus of this country. And it and it's to our unfortunate dismay. So President Trump, excuse me, President Biden has his spokesperson just last week go to the podium at the White House and say, we, this country and this administration does not support an independent Taiwan. The very next week, the Speaker of the House of the United States Congress, the number three person in line for the presidency, flies to Taiwan and hits the ground and says to the world, we will indefinitely support an independent Taiwan. Uh, whether you're all for it or against her trip there, that type of cross communication completely polar opposite from the president and the speaker of the house doesn't do us any good. It just makes us look like morons on the global stage. And it only makes Chinese access um, on the propaganda front easier for them to sort of expound around the world. And it makes us look foolish. And so for me, it's just like another, you know, be it the Afghan disaster evacuation, be it Iran, Russia, China. And now we have all the you know, all the congressional yahoos talking about saber rattling, if, if they know what that means, because the South China Sea has now become an experimental war fighting waterway. And that's because of this type of, you know, the commander in chief can't get on the same page with the Speaker of the House. It's just uh, it's just tragic. If I could comment just very briefly, you know, during, for example, during the Obama administration, there was a lot of building. So the, the Chinese Communist Party literally built islands, like they dredged oh. up sand and they built these islands. And, oh, no, there's not going to be any military build up here. Oh, we're just doing, you know, there'd always be some excuse. Yeah. And of course, like anybody watching knows what they're doing, right? They're trying to establish themselves as having, you know, oh. control over these waters, right? So of course, we had a kajillion articles explaining all this kind of stuff, but oh. they kind of built these and the response was not one of strength, right? And this is, and 
frankly. And this has been a kind yeah, of a that, and that was happening during the Obama Biden administration yeah. back in, in yeah. the 2000. What was that? 2011 and 12. They started yeah. to yeah. They, Spratly I'll, but I will mention also that this sort of this policy of kind of weakness towards China has been kind of a very bipartisan approach over the last 20 odd years. Like, I mean, you know, well, um, the only guy that called them yeah. out was Devin Nunes, uh, you know, in Congress in 2015. And everybody thought he was a lunatic. I, I, um, I, I note, I noted that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, well, I, one of the, a lot of people ask one of the things, you know, what are things that you regret time in Congress? And I was telling you this earlier today that, you know, I had, I had went to Taiwan a few times um, and I thought, wow, you know, I was on the Ways and Means Committee and I thought, you know, what a better statement to send than to do a free trade agreement with Taiwan. I went to the Bush, at the time it was the Bush administration and they said, oh, no, no, don't introduce that. It's going to cause us all kinds of problems. Went to, I, then I was still willing to do it and I tried to, I wanted to introduce the legislation I couldn't find a Democrat that would co-sponsor it with me mm. at that at that time. And I wish I just would have. I mean, look, it, it would have just sent a statement, but I wish I would have followed through and uh, introduced that legislation. But but I, I agree with you. I think there was pressure from both Republicans and Democrats to not entertain something like that, that I think would have been very simple. Right. That F free trade agreement with Taiwan would have benefited both countries and for sure would have given them a step up than, you know, how we're dealing with with China today on the trade front, which is a which is now a, a disaster. Chances you go back to Congress to introduce that legislation. Oh, now I need one of my <laughs> one of my colleagues introduced. You know, that's a actually I should say this um, kind of kind of dampen the uh, spirits here. Uh, but my good friend and colleague, uh, former colleague Jackie Walorski, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this, but she was tragically killed just uh, hours ago, I guess, in a in a traffic accident in Indiana with uh, two of her two of her staff people. And um, uh, she served on the Ways and Means Committee uh, with me for a, for a very long time. And so I just want to express, um, I know her husband, uh, so I just want to express my um, uh, kind of condolences to the family. And I've been to her district a couple times uh, campaigning. So all of you that live in that part of Indiana, uh, you just lost, uh, lost a, a great leader and, and a good friend and uh, I guess we'll learn more about what, what happened in the coming days. But I just wanted to make sure that we brought that up while we're here. I don't know if you had ever had a chance to interview Jackie or not. I've never. Um, and I didn't I, I didn't realize that she actually perished. I heard about there was an accident. I didn't realize she perished in that accident. As yeah, well. that's, wow. that's what I understand. Yeah, I don't I don't have any details yet, but that's what I understand. Um, so cash. Um, we're back to you've got your mom or your sister or somebody. Um, <laughs> She's saying that we have people on there saying that they've subscribed to Epoch Times because of you. So it's Ooh. nice that your mom would sign. That. I know. I think I have two followers, my mom and my sister. My sister now follows me from the United Kingdom since uh, Truth Social launched. Since we launched there. So yeah. we've got a whole contingent overseas now. So my, we've gone international. My mom is a huge fan of Cash as well. <laughs> three, by the way. three supporters. So yeah. actually, yeah. this is a this is kind of a funny story that I've never really told. So talk about best laid plans and domino effect, right? I go and see Devin Nunes in 2016, right around, because my buddy wanted a position in the Trump administration and a mutual friend of ours in the special forces community put us in touch with Devin. And I'm sitting there trying to get my buddy a job um, at the State Department. And it ended up two months later, I being hired by Devin to go work on Russiagate. 
then fast forward to, you know, however many years till I got out and Jan gives me a call and he goes, I think you should do a show on Epoch Times. And I told him, I think that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Um, and he was like, no, you got to do it. And he was right. I mean, thanks to his guidance in the Epoch Cruise production and, and their, their ability to stick with it. You know, we have an average of uh, 75,000 people watch the show a week on the live stream, which is just amazing. So uh, thank you for that. And Truth Social has been one of the biggest amplifying effects for that show. Um, you know, last year we were hovering around 20, 25,000. We're threefold on the live stream. It's, right. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it's because of the reach. I mean, you've you've become this social media diva now. <laughs> and so you're always on truth, always truthing. And then obviously when you when you send that out, you get a lot of views, I think. It's from, kind of, from our, it's kind from of our funny truth, what happens to people once you put them on social media. Like some people just kind of go wild. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, well, and it's also amazing when uh, when we don't censor anyone. So your posts actually get seen, yeah. unlike the other. the other. But, yeah. but Jan, I know we started off the show with you and you know, Twitter censoring you. And I understand why there's still the need to stay out there. But from your perspective, being the, one of the senior most guys at Epoch, how has your experience for the company been on Truth Social? I'll, I'll just mention that we about 40 hours later, Twitter basically stopped doing that. So they we reversed. And, but there was no, they reversed. And of course, there was a huge outcry. By the way, I just want to say thank you to anybody who raise the outcry whenever you see anything like this happen the outcry is a massive massive positive thing to do so thank you for that okay from all of us at epoch times but now to the point on truth social by the way there are a lot of those people also raise their outrage on truth social right um it's been a really great experience and so you know well i actually mentioned i, I was great to be on truth social because i felt confident that there wouldn't that that nothing nothing we were doing would be censored even if it was something that you or devin didn't like right mm. because that's not what truth social well is and about, look this right? is this is what this is about this is a you know we're opening the internet back up here you know at at truth social it's the it's what president trump wants to do <clears throat> to give people their voice back precisely to do things exactly like this. And thank you to all of you who actually went out and supported Epoch Times in their fight against this type of tyranny, uh, because you know we can now reach the masses. Epoch Times had the ability to reach the masses. I sent it out, cash sent it out, everybody sent it out. And I'm sure immediately people, because I think I saw some of this because people were taking pictures, they went over to, they went over to Twitter to call out Twitter. And then luckily over some that. time it was reversed because you know, obviously, we only want people to be on Truth Social. We don't care about the titter sewer bot farm and all that. But, you know, you are a news agency yeah. and you need, you know, like they are a, a global PR wire on the Internet. You guys need you guys need to be there. Yeah. And it's I mean, but let, let me answer the question. Right. The thing that I've noticed about Truth Social and uh, they're not paying me to say this, by the way, just to be clear, uh, not at all. But, you know, I, I put up they a, don't pay me. either. I, just FYI, <laughs> I put up a post um uh, that I had gotten this photo from my brother that I hadn't seen. He was in he was in Toronto visiting my mom, and uh, and it was this photo of my mom and me at three months. I came out at seven months. I was very premature, and there's my mother, like really this look of de fierce determination on her face. Look at this fat kid here. I've got you know, <laughs> it's a fantastic photo, and you know some of you may have seen it, but you know like and I wasn't you know I I'd only been on Truth Social some I forget it was Mother's Day, so however long I think it since February, I can't remember now. But anyway, um, 4,000 likes on this on this photo, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
our engagement is something like what I remember it being once on Facebook. You know, just just again to kind of frame things a little bit, we were uh, one of the biggest actually advertisers on Facebook at one point. We were one of the biggest users of Audience Network, which is their which is their ad network at one point, and we were doing you know multiple billions of views a month of, on Facebook. Right, of course things changed uh, later, but. But I remember did they finally, I don't even know this because I'm not on fake book, but mm -hmm. did they finally kick you guys off or are you still there? No, no, we're there. Um, okay. It's just that we're, I, I would guess you would call it being shadow banned mm -hmm. because the value of the audience, which is many, many millions, mm -hmm. I, won't, I won't say how many, is, is a lot less. So, you know, I would say maybe it's like five, one to five percent of the engagement that it once was. That's because they're all yeah. at True Social. <laughs> yeah, they're all over here. Well, no, and, and, and I, again, I think, um, and it, frankly, there's there's things that'll that are people are much more interested on Twitter and on Getters, another platform we use a lot. Um, and it's just like different; it's different audiences, right? But what I would love to see, because I think Truth Social is really, you know, you you had Gavin Newsom create an account recently, yep, right? I don't yep. know how much he's been posting and so forth, yep. but I, that's he's great. He's welcome to post. Like I we, follow him. <laughs> we want to we want to we we want to be a media for everybody. That's actually our I'm, our goal. I right? do it every week. So, I'm AOC, I'm inviting you on Truth Social. Um we can interview you live and I You know what she's going to say? She's going to say that you're trying to date her. Isn't that what that's her new thing? No, that'll get me in trouble. I actually have a girlfriend now. So, oh, yeah. Right. So that's not bueno. Okay. But well, she then, might say that. Then Mrs. Uh, Miss Womble said that her mom uh, thanks. Cash is adorable. So that's very nice. That's very, very nice. And uh, they love to thank you for the kind comments, seeing us together, that we should do more of these these together. Um, somebody has another, an additional question, though, Jan, mm -hmm. on, um, and this is probably for you too, Cash, on uh, Pelosi's Taiwan trip. Uh, is there a connection between the recent passage of the semiconductor bill mm. in Congress Ooh. and Pelosi's trip? Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a I, I have a fresh answer for that. Just look at Nancy Pelosi's husband's stock trade and see if he makes ten million dollars come tomorrow morning, and you'll have your answer. You just reminded me of something though. Since you used to be a you know you were a prosecutor and you were a public defender, how is it possible that that you know, Pelosi's husband got into a, you know had a DUI? You know, it's, it's not great, not a great thing. Got into a car accident. Um, but what? Why is it? Why is it taking so long to like you know, prosecute them? It was just announced today so that be prosecuted. How's that even possible? It's been like what has it been over a month ago now? Yeah, I mean, look. In, I mean, normally, <laughs> like the average dude that gets a DUI, I mean, don't they like go to jail and end up? It's a. Like it's a pretty. Unfortunately, they're an all too common occurrence throughout the states, and um, we, you know, as as public defenders and prosecutors, that's kind of where you start your career is DUI court, um, and these cases just come in at a heavy volume and they're usually dealt with, as you said, pretty quickly. And if you don't have a criminal history or don't have any prior DUIs and it's broken down to a reckless driving and you pay a fine and you take a class as long as there was no injuries and things like that. And so it's, it is unusual. And the only way a case like this gets delayed is if the lead prosecutor for the county, the district attorney has, has put a hold on it. That's it. That's really it. So is there information that they're not sharing with the public? Was there body cam footage? You know, nowadays everybody's got a body cam and it's pretty simple. You could just play the tape. I know if you or I got a DUI and there was body cam footage, it would be up on CNN. Um, but Nancy Pelosi's husband is too busy illegally trading stocks and making a bajillion dollars while her his wife is 
probably back channeling. Yeah, and I think that is that is a question. You know, I always, uh, from my I never traded stocks when I was in Congress. That's a that's an important I, I, point. I, I, I Not never many did. people do that, and I don't understand why. Um, you know, especially somebody at that level trading the the, the, the types of dollars of stocks. Um, you know, I think it's a problem. It's the only I mean, way. I, I don't know why it's even necessary. There's plenty of other businesses they can invest in. They don't have to be publicly traded stock. But it's the only way you can afford a fifty thousand dollar ice cream fridge like Pelosi has. So, yeah, yeah. I know Jan doesn't but, illegally but do you, trade stock but, either. But do you think? Do you think it should be? There should be legislation that would oh, yeah. that would prevent that from happening. Yeah, I, I just don't know why they would. Uh, I mean, because you could just do funds. I think individual stocks. I mean, it's always been a problem. Because I mean, it would create. It would it. create a. a, a you know, it would make it, it would, it would simplify this whole question, right? Mm -hmm. Is someone trading legally or not? We don't know, but mm -hmm. just don't do it. I mean, it would yeah. strike me as a good, it's easy one. as a good as approach. Devin's approach was don't do it. Yeah. yeah I just never did it. Um, yeah. And then, sense. you know, and that didn't even matter though, but then the fake news doing all doing the Russia hoax and you continue you know, to this day, you know, they still came after me for my little tiny businesses of, you know, my little wine business that I'm a partner in actually in Napa. That's how I, Oh, according I just, to the fake news, you threw some of the best boat parties in the world. I know. I know. I don't, I've never, you know, now, and now that I'm out of Congress, I was, you know, I was saying, man, I'm going to get to these parties, but I don't. Nobody invites you. Hey, does Epoch you know, Times have a boat? But we, you know we, why? We do not have a boat. Oh, yeah. But what I found out, we, we don't. Can. We spend our money on news bit making. Oh, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we don't have a boat. So the winery, the small winery on Barner doesn't have a boat. A boat. And uh, that was such a horrible, horrible. Can we borrow uh, Trump's story? boat for like Truth Social Day? Does he have a boat? I don't know. Like he's got golf courses. He's got. A he boat. does have golf courses. He's got he a plane that's coming golf, back. Golf carts has his plane. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. should get it out here. If he does have a boat, we can bring it out here to Sarasota. Bring oh. spot for it. See, see what we come up with on the show. This is breaking news. I'll young. tell you what. I'll uh, let you get a headline epoch. You call right when we get done with the I'll live call. stream here. Yeah. You call the president and you ask him if he'll bring his boat here to Sarasota for us. Done. All right. I'll post the answer on Truth Social later. Yeah. And Jan, you can report this that True Social's you know, in, the process of, in the process of getting a boat. Hmm. Sounds suspicious to yes. me. Yeah. Like, like insider trading. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the uh, questions here. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, Yale PhD just uh, gave, right. us a, uh, gave us a, a nice uh, donation. Um, oh, Here's a Paul Pelosi wants to know, somebody wants to know if he's ever visited Alpha Omega, which is the small winery I'm a partner in, in, in Napa Valley. Um, not that I know of, but I know that their house is not far from there. Do, do you have like a do not let in list that under no circumstances should these people ever be let into Alpha Omega? No, like just like true, calling. just like true social. It's open to everyone. It's open to everybody. All right. We don't, we don't, we do not discriminate. I thought Mateus and Jack were banned from there. That's what I heard. Yeah, our producers of the of the show here. Um, okay, so let's we got serious business. Uh, somebody wants to know what it's going to take to reform the FBI, and we spent a lot of time on your show today about my concerns about oh. the Department of Justice as a whole and all of these things that need to be investigated. But Cash, um, your it's kind of that falls into your. Yeah, wow. So, I mean, yeah, we'll try think? to do this quick. I mean, Devin had some fantastic insight that I'd honestly never thought about till today on our show when we were recording it, and it'll, it'll be out Friday but, night. But that's eight. like exclusive for Friday. So yeah, no see, hints. here's the Epoch Times I will say, guy. I will say I'm just going to get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get so uh, the answer I always, Cash's opinion. The answer I always give people as a former federal prosecutor, defender, intel guy is personnel dictates how those institutions are run. 
I've worked with FBI agents literally all across America and all over the world. And every one of those agents I worked with was awesome at their job, cared about the mission and didn't care about politics. I worked in Democrat and Republican administrations at DOJ. It didn't matter. What happened was you get crooks, literally criminals like Comey, McCabe, Strzok, and the list goes on. Now we know this guy, Auten, right? A-U-T-N, the latest agent. The same agent who conducted unlawful, unethical behavior during Russiagate, during the Hillary email Clinton investigation, during the Hunter Biden probe, and also partially in the Durham stuff, is still employed at the highest levels of the FBI. This is the problem that most Americans have with this two-tier system of justice and a total lack of accountability. So the way you fix it is you go in there, and it can't happen until 2024, and you replace the top level folks because that's the problem it's not the everyday guys running around doing the mission protecting the american people um then that's what you got to do and you got to replace them all right at day one i can i ask a question um so this is the actually thing, right? we're, we're interviewing you yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what is that? you're going back to your Sorry. roots yeah. you're trying we're, to turn you're trying to turn the tables <laughs> on us like yeah. you're on our show and you're supposed to be we're interviewing you that's just, why you're just, down there just, just one okay no, but in all seriousness, these I, I one of the things I've noticed over years being in a whole lot of different, uh, let's say, types of work and environments, right, is that when things get to be a certain size, they seem to take on a different character, like perpetuation of the organization becomes a lot more important than the mission of the organization. I've, I've seen this happen in all sorts of areas. Okay. I've, I've, I've been watching it for like maybe 30 years. Okay. That's, that's. And so the question is, right. If people in the FBI are used to, because, you know, you're protective, everyone is protective of their agency or their company or whatever. That's, that's naturally one would hope you would be right. But so there's this kind of desire to want to, you know, safeguard it. Right. And sometimes there's some unpleasant things that happen. And so you safeguard it. And there's a, so there's this natural human propensity to do that. Of course, maybe, you know, this has perhaps been amplified to extremely untenable levels, you know, now. But but what I mean, is it really as simple as just replacing the leadership? Um, and like, I mean, I, I mean, I talked about this on Cassius Corner so people can we'll get more in depth than it uh, on, on Friday night. But I, mean, I just think there's a systemic problem now that starts at the Department of Justice and has permeated through the entire, all the intelligence agencies. And it's this essential link between the Democratic Party, the far left in this country. They've politicized intelligence. They've politicized law enforcement. They've politicized the Department of Justice. It's now, you know, obviously the fake news into the court system. I mean, it's just a really bad cycle. So I don't think it's, I, I agree with you. And, you know, sometimes you know, mm -hmm. bureaucracies get big and then people want to defend the bureaucracy. But I think this is much deeper. Mm -hmm. There's just, it's just much deeper than that. And we get, we got into quite a bit, a lot of that. So you have to watch Cash's Corner because I, I give kind of yeah. some more detailed yeah. answers on Absolutely. that on Friday. But it's, it's, a, it's a tough fix. It, it, here, here's the other thing that I'll add to it real quick is Congress plays an important role with constitutional oversight of these agencies by holding them accountable and rooting out their waste, fraud, and abuse and reporting that to the American people. Mm -hmm. You saw how an actual congressional investigation in Russiagate works and exposes corruption and held people accountable. And now you see a failure in the unselect committee of January 6th and a total politicization of what should be oversight, but all they're doing is just looking for the next radical left headline. So having congressional committees conduct oversight is essential to fixing 
uh, or restoring the faith in these agencies. So we have a question kind of like this, but so it's about reforming the FBI uh, on this last question. But now we have a new question. What about reforming the mainstream media? So <laughs> I would I would say they're kind of the same. So essentially, the mainstream media is part of the FBI, which is part of the Democratic Party. It's all part of their propaganda machine. And look, that's why you're watching this. You're watching it live on Rumble. Uh, you're watching, you know, we're here at True Social. We're opening the internet back up precisely to give people like Jan and the Epic Times a voice. We see ourselves as kind of the tide that's lifting all the boats so that you do have the ability to get real news. And I think that's what, you know, that's what kind of this is, this is all about. Uh, Jan, you want to answer I, that? I do, how, do we, do. how do we reform the mainstream media? I, I do have a comment. I mean, we do have a lot of, sort of, I guess, intel from journalism schools that lots of journalism schools these days teach what's called activist journalism, which is actually, you know, narrative creation as opposed to truth seeking. Traditionally, you know, this is really simplified, but traditionally journalism is supposed to be truth seeking, right? It doesn't mean you've got all the answers. It doesn't mean you have a monopoly on the truth. It just means that you care to discover it and, you know, you'll come up with different answers. But then there's this other type of journal activist journalism, which is like, okay, we kind of already know the answer. And now we only kind of show the stuff that that sort of conforms to the answer. That That's really disturbing. I think that there's, there's, there's a few levels at which that, yeah. that has to change. I mean, one of the things that I'm thinking yeah. about doing, I, I haven't decided yet, and, and we'll get some feedback here on the on the podcast, but I get the most, you talk about truth seeking, but I get the most ridiculous questions from the news media every single day. Every single mm, day yeah. is some right. new fake news narrative mm -hmm. that's bizarre. I mean, we were talking about, you know, making fun of the whole boat thing. That was obviously done to to hurt me and my family back, you know, in back in, you know, in my in my district and my in my during my congressional career. It was a, it was a smear job. But I'm just amazed that every day the ridiculous questions and stories that come up. And I mean, we were laughing, you know, about one, I mean, there was one yesterday, you know, something about you and I and, <laughs> and Q and I mean, I, I mean, what the hell are they talking about? Like, where does this stuff come up? I mean, they're, they're doing some serious drugs in the fake news well, they're just to come up with this. They're just, I mean, they're smoking one. some, some major stuff. I mean, I mean, it, it's they're hallucinating. I mean, yeah. where the no, hell did no, they no, get this stuff? They're not, they're, they're not taking drugs. They're just listening to Watermelon Head. And they're getting all of their fake news nonsense. I mean, literally, I went to your old committee. Uh, Who's Watermelon Head for those? Adam Schiff, uh, a.k.a. the Peanut Sniffer. So, like, I was just around Capitol Hill, and I actually ran into him. It was hilarious. Him and him and. Uh, did you high five him? I, I tried to, but he was just, he didn't know what to do. And I also ran into the guy that sleeps with the Chinese spies, uh, Fang Fang. And I tried to give him a high five too. But, you know, it's sad that they're in charge of our telecommunity right now. But I would, I left that day and there was literally media reporters following me around. I was there to do like official work. Oh, so they leaked the fact that you were there. That I was there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, they, then they started this rumor that I was there to vet VP candidates for President Trump. <laughs> it's like, where does it come from? Like, how do you get that? And then, yeah. they, then they. I hope that one will do a story though about our our true social boat that's now in Sarasota. Oh, it's coming! Come on, fake news, get yeah, with yeah. it! Come yeah. on. What are we gonna us? call it? We need a name. Actually, okay, everybody watching right now, we need a name for the Truth Social Boat. Winner gets to come on the Truth Social Boat party. <laughs> the non-existent yeah, Truth yeah. Social Boat. Okay. So, uh, I want to say thank you, Bootsy, uh, for a donation and Spaghetti Sixty. Thank you mm -hmm. for keep uh, keep the show going. 
So I was thinking there's there a couple of things, one serious and one maybe a little lighter. Okay. Maybe um, light here. Light, light first. Well, no, so for starters, should Cash's Corner have its own Truth Social account or should we just stick with oh. Cash's massive account? So we, I, we don't, we don't have one because, you know, we figured like Cash has got this, you know, sudden zero to six, I what mean, is you it? Know, 700,000. I don't know. Right. Does it even make sense? To you have know, a Cash's the downfall account? of trying to get me to do two things at once. Yeah. So maybe yeah. we just stick with one unless yeah. but, there's an outcry. But yeah, let's, let's, let's just hear from the audience. What do you guys think? Should there be a Cash's Corner account? So that's one thing. This, the, the, the more serious part, and this really concerns me, there's this kind of, you know, group think in the media and there is these manufacturing, you know, exactly the v VP vetting VP candidate rumor. Where does it come from? Who knows? Right. But the, the problem, mm -hmm. and I saw this in, again, I, I was wondering many times when I was watching policy decisions being made, it appeared to me like media would kind of come up with a sort of narrative that appeared to comport to what they thought government might want to do. And the government would look at that reporting and say, oh, this, and this is what's true. Let's make policy based on that. And you get, I don't, I, I don't have evidence of this. It just looked, I, I keep seeing these circumstances that look to me like it might work that way. And that's deeply disturbing because if that's actually working like that, then we're sort of outside of the, that circle works largely outside of reality. And it works in the sort of perception management realm, which is, again, this is, this is the deep problem when you lose that sort of truth seeking impulse in media, right? That's the thing that we have. Someone was asking how to reform the media. It has to be about truth seeking. Okay. Right? I mean, I'm going to be the guy that says that you can't reform the media. They're, they're Many gone. people are saying that Epic Times should force cash to have a cashless corner account. Oh, man. Already? No. Now we but, but, what, okay, but what will what will we do in it? Like, what's what's the purpose of it? I guess we just. Right? Why not just have cash? It's a lot of work. Man. Can I get a raise? No, no. I mean, I, I, like again, I, please let us know what, what yeah. should be going Actually, in this no, cashless corner idea. account, right? Because um, we do. You're right. We put yeah. up every you, be, between your big account on on Truth Social and and Devin helps us tremendously. I, like everything we do on cashless corner. Like, I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you should have a cashless corner account. I think you know. I think your one account is. Enough. Yeah. I, I think it just gets confusing. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. He's, he, um, he's the CEO. Well, well, of it'll it'll media come company. through. We'll have to read to read the comments. Right. Right. So yeah. I guess your word comes. For something, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Opinion. Maybe a free drink. So, down. okay. So, uh, True Social in the Google Play Store for pre-order, for pre-order. So we we announced that at the beginning of the show. It just went out. Um, so I know a lot of you have been waiting for this. So please let all your friends know. Get on there and pre-order it. We're still waiting. It's it's there. Google could approve it at any point. We've had it there uh, for a month. Um, but we're working with them. As you all know, we can't be canceled, but we are beholden to both Apple and Google. We've got to be on those play stores because unfortunately those are the only two devices that are out there. So we got to be, we, we have to be there because that's how most of you receive your information, but you can right now, even if you have uh, an Android, you can go and, and, uh, put a wrapper. You can bookmark, go to truesocial.com. You can get an account and sign up and, and be on the platform. Uh, and please pre-order also. So you could you could use a browser to. You know, that's, that's what I, that's what I meant. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you know, that's it's what not, you're not like it's just completely a, beholden. It's just a lot. It's in the cleaner to have it as an app. Well, right? I think if right. we didn't have if we were if we didn't have an Apple app, and if we don't ultimately get up, I mean, there's just so yeah, it's just tougher. it's just it's ease. It's ease. People want to sure. sure people are on the phone. Yeah, they want to have an app. Yeah, it works fine in the browser, right. but 
Yeah. But, but no, uh, and look, who knows? I mean, these I mean, they could become so communist they could at some point kick us off. Who knows? I mean, the, I think the advantage we have and those of you on the platform know is that, you know, our our mission here is to open the Internet back up, give people their voice back. Uh, but we don't allow for illegal content. And you know, we want to be a family friendly place to come to. So we're really trying to keep all the garbage off of it. So I think it's hard. Um, you know, the fake news has to really do fake news in order to in, in order to smear us because the platform is just very clean. And I want to thank all the users for, for keeping it clean because uh, we don't want to censor for polit your political views. Uh, but clearly, we just don't want illegal activity on the, on the platform. Um, when will True Social open in Canada? So we're mm -hmm. open in the UK now. Thank you to all of you. I think we had some people on that, that are watching from the UK right now. And I want to say uh, that we're, we're, you know, we're basically testing like everything. We're going one step at a time. Um, but Canada is on, is you on gonna, our list. Are you going to invite Trudeau to have a face painting party on True Social when we open in Canada? The communist dude? Yeah. Yeah, did you see that one video of the guy that did the selfie and <laughs> called him a communist the, when he was taking a selfie? I think he actually... Oh, we can't make fun of Canadians. John's Canadian. I'm Canadian. That's true. But you're not a communist. True. But you're not a communist. Definitely not a communist. Okay, so we have a... This Take is actually um, this is actually a great, um, a, a great question for you, Jan. Mm -hmm. um, so what has been your favorite or most memorable moments as a journalist that you could share with the audience? Ooh. That's tough. Yeah, pick one. Well, I'll tell you oh, one. Well, do, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that just jumped to my mind, and this is from being here with us. <laughs> this is it, Obviously. guys. Obviously. This is the moment. This is... You've reached the pinnacle of your career. <laughs> You're here in our high-end studio that we put. Isn't this high-end? You have a swing set within reach. Yeah. I mean, what else could you want? You have and and those of you who are watching. This is we, we literally have our mic right down here. We have one mic. We don't even have individual mics. So this is really like shoestring. Yeah. budget type stuff but, but, but the grass wall is real they water it every day well it's so, not grass it's moss. moss moss see yeah canadian but yeah. but i but i learned that the company that was here earlier I, this is for a little levity they were spending a thousand dollars a month to spray water on that Oof. moss which now you guys just do we're gonna, yourself we're gonna right? spray roundup on it if it yeah. costs that much <laughs> that. no that's that this is what i was told I mean, it's amazing i've been it's cool to have a moss wall i mean who has who has a moss wall no, no, right? we, it came like it came like this the the screen was there too we just put truth on there but anyway seriously yeah, though what I, I, uh, there's been there's been a, quite a number of 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 moments but i'll the, i'll tell you the thing that just came to my mind i'll tell you that the first thing that came to my mind which was um you know i did i I started out as a China human rights guy. That's how I kind of got into Epic Times in the first place. They want they were one of the very few that were reporting honestly on China, as I mentioned, you know, the reasons why. And I, I was reporting, I was uh, in uh, Thailand. We were working on this underground railroad uh, through the Golden Triangle, um, uh, basically from China through there into into. Uh, Thailand, where they could get this UN refugee status. Anyway, so people have these crazy, crazy stories of overcoming like the worst persecution. So this one woman um, who actually became the first refugee, UN refugee to be admitted to the US, because there's very few of these kind of refugee accepting countries. Um, she had actually, she had been tortured to the point of paralysis below the waist, apparently, right? And they just kind of had her in one of these black jails. Um, and, and she just kind of woke up, they thought she was paralyzed and she just kind of woke up and realized, wow, I'm not paralyzed. 
And so she just kind of, you know, she figured out and she w literally walked out of this black jail into this underground railroad. And, you know, she just had this an unbelievable story of being, and this is like the ultimate cancel. I, I just thought of this right now. This was the ultimate cancel culture. One day she's at work. She was a pretty high level manager at a company. And all of a sudden the, all the loudspeakers in the company start yep, screaming that she's a traitor, right? That's, that's kind of what happened. That's where she had to go underground and all this happened. And I mean, she ended up making it to Thailand. I, I have, there's a story up by me, I think for maybe the most recent time it was put up was maybe 2007, something like that. But um, that it was just an incredible story to write about someone who, you know, a very, also and very did you, simple person. Did you meet this person in Thailand? Yes, exactly. So I met them as they had just kind of escaped through with fake papers through this very dangerous golden triangle route. Um, it's like kind of a drug opium drug trade area, <laughs> like completely lawless basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was one, that was one moment. Um, and and since then, it's hanging out with us. <laughs> well, you know, of your I, yeah, to, to, you know, to be honest, I think, you know, one of the first times I, I got to interview you, Devin, was was as memorable. It's actually was quite memorable because the time in my office or the one or that first time or the time that you came out to my house. Uh, both were, but I, I mean, I think, I think oh, we had this very interesting, yeah, yeah, okay, so I'll, why don't I tell, why don't I mention that, because that was actually incredibly memorable, so you had this, there's giant table in your, in your, I guess it's your dining room, it's kind uh -huh. of a, right attached to the kitchen there, right, uh -huh. and you had, and I think you had all your staffers there, that, for some bizarre yeah, reason, yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember, we like had like every, a staff, I think we there. had like a staff dinner, right, yeah. yeah, so we were, we were there, it was, it was myself and our crew was actually there as well, I remember, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, we had this thing where everybody had to say something around, and this was great, like, from, for a journalist, this is perfect, because mm -hmm. it's, people are feeling light, people are, they're, they're not, you can really tell they're not manufacturing their kind of results for the journalists, their, 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 mm -hmm. their commentary. And I learned all sorts of very interesting things. Like, you know, like, I think it was your, <laughs> one of your, um, uh, is it, I don't know, leaders, maybe like the local staffer or something she, that, that was leading the, the office was a drag racer. She was, she had, she had like, that's right. That's right. Another yeah. one came from like, was the, the butcher's local butcher's daughter. Um, I learned that your, your, yeah, see, we only hire your tough first... people. Same here at true social. <laughs> we only hire tough people, but no, but this was, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, familiar with some history. It was just a very unexpected set of histories. Well, right? it was a lot. And, of I, and it helped it, me understand a little more about, you know, your kind of, your thinking was very unorthodox for a congressional member. That's, that's what I discovered. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun too. My, yeah. my I told my yeah. daughters that you got, that you were going to be uh, here today and they remember that it was a few years ago. And that, that actually that came out, that was a really nice um, uh, background. It was, what is it, about a 45 minute Kind of uh, yeah. just kind of my yeah. background. It was really it was yeah. really well done. Maybe um, we but... should link it to this post so if people want to check it out. It's actually it was good. Oh yeah, we got to find that. Is yeah, you know what? Because I think it's on Rumble. Yeah, I think you guys posted. Yeah, it I, think, to Rumble. I think we I think we may have posted late it after it, it ran. After. I think you posted it to Rumble. Yeah. yeah. So, so look, I want to. There's a few a little bit of business I want to do here uh, here at the end. Um, uh, number one, obviously, being up in the Google Play Store, let all your friends know we're there for pre order. Number two, uh, just once again, I want to express uh, uh, my condolences to Jackie Walorski and her whole team, Congresswoman from from Indiana. 
Um, so I went there several times, but I just want to make sure that I bring that up again. Uh, just, just very, very tragic. But uh, to close out here, I have something very special for both of you. Mm -mm. Okay, so I got I got some wine for you guys. And Jan, you don't drink, I know, but I thought this was great because canceled, <laughs> canceled. So wine. wait, is this from your winery? No, this is actually somebody who's on True Social. Um, it's called um, Thirteen Stripes uh, Wine. Um, so they're out of California, and they they put fun labels like this together. So I thought you would you would 2018 enjoy that. Twenty eighteen Cabernet Sauvignon was it a good year? Uh, eighteen actually was yeah, yeah. but and, and then so we'll, we'll take this back and you know we'll I'm sure put, our staff will enjoy yeah, this. Yeah, put it up in yeah. your put it up in your uh, New York City headquarters there. That's right. Yeah, fantastic. Love you. it. Yeah, or you can send it to your friends at Twitter. They might like it. And then cash. <laughs> <laughs> got one for you too to celebrate your first time here uh at true social headquarters doing uh the live stream from yeah. here let's go brandon <laughs> let's go brandon wine i know Thank you're you. gonna wanna you're gonna enjoy that you know it's a cool story actually uh besides the fact that this is awesome and i don't know if you know i don't even want to open it i want to have this forever uh i was out in arizona stumping for uh, president trump's candidates and the guy that makes this came up to us at the event and he goes, hey, I sent a bunch of this wine to uh, Devin and Truth Social HQ. The Let's Go Brandon Wine guy. Yeah. And then he's going to say, you know, so thanks for that. And I was like, what a small world. I was like, hey, I'm heading there tomorrow. Uh, we had a nice chat. But uh, Truth Social and Let's Go Brandon Wine seems to be everywhere. So if you haven't gotten some, you should go talk to this guy. Well, hey, guys, thanks a lot for both of you for being here. We're going to go uh, grab something to eat now. I promise that if you guys would hang around and do this, Jan, that we'd take you to show you Sarasota's finest. Uh, all the great people that, uh, so we're going to get out there, grab something to eat. Uh, but uh, before we go, just one last thing. We're going to close out with the video progress because we're going to celebrate John Rich. Uh, I think he was 12 days, number one. He's still in the top 10, uh, but it's because of all of you that made it happen. So we will catch you next time. But in the meantime, we're going to go straight to the video. There's a hole in this country where its heart used to be And no glory is divided on fire in the street They say building back better make America great If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say Stick your progress where the sun don't shine Keep your big mess for me and mine If you leave us alone Well, we'd all be just fine Stick your progress Where the sun don't shine They invite the whole world To come live in our land Leave our countrymen dying in Afghanistan They say let go of Jesus Let government say You can have back your freedoms If you do what we say Stick your progress Where the sun don't shine Keep you a big mess Away from me and mine If you leave us alone 
it all be just mine Stick your progress where the sun don't shine Shut down our pipelines and they shut down our voices Shut down our main streets and they shut down our choices They bend us all over but it's all over now we figured it out We ain't backing down Stick your progress Where the sun don't shine Keep you a big mess Away from me and mine If you leave us alone Well, we'd all be just fine Stick your progress with the sun don't shine Where the sun don't shine Where the sun don't shine Where the sun don't shine